Hello and welcome back to the Get Off My Backlog podcast. I'm your host Adam. And I'm your other host Ryan. Right, getting into it today Ryan, the third and final special. The spooky <laughs> special season is coming to a close. Yeah, our our links have been a bit weak I think, but this this week is quite a strong link. Do you? Okay. What are, what are we talking so. about today then Ryan? Remind me. Well today is going to be all about creepy tech Adam. Okay. So this Exciting. is probably our strongest link to Halloween from our three episodes. Because <laughs> these, these things we're going to talk about today are actually a bit scary, you know? Yes. Yeah, very scary, some of them. Mm. <laughs> um, so what I've decided we're going to do today is I sent both of us away to do some research before this episode yes. to find three pieces of tech that are creepy or scary in some way. Yeah. And some some of mine, again, my links are a little bit, uh, you know, not as strong as they could be. <laughs> but mm. I I found myself some creepy texts that I'm going to talk with you about today. Um, and I want to hear what ones you found as well. Yeah, I found a couple. So I'm thinking you tell me one of yours and then I'll say one of mine which will beat yours. <laughs> Does that make sense? Right, okay. So you, you want me to start <laughs> least creepy, do you? It's a bit of a contest. Um, least creepy. Uh, well, that's up to you. I mean, one of mine is is very much for fun, and that's going to be my last one. It's not. Oh, it's, okay. not it's not creepy. I'll start. I'll start in the order they're written so, down for you, Ryan. Yeah, this isn't this isn't well planned. If you can tell by <laughs> how how disorganized this conversation is going. <laughs> First one, and it's come ahead to a head recently. Uh, well, recently within the last few years since COVID, um, right. it's spying software. Mm-hmm. Uh, software designed for spying on employees and as well as students now because now that everything's online there's a there's an amount of population who don't believe that any work gets done remotely mm-hmm. upper management so, upper management um people that don't do any work anyway so they don't understand how anyone else does work yep uh and they and they've commissioned these softwares to be developed though and they some of them are fairly okay they're not too bad they they just monitor uh what you're searching and to check that it's not wildly inappropriate i mean this is to to some extent what used to happen yes but now they're getting a little bit worse they're watching whatever you're doing checking if you're on task some of them have like webcams that follow you and watch what you're doing which Mm. i think is i mean that's insane right this is your own home and it's checking just trying to make sure you're doing work and i think I think really this this embodies this this I think embodies the uh, creepy brief that you've given me here because mm-hmm. watching what you're doing at all times it's very Big Brother. It's oh not... gosh, yes, very Orwellian, Adam. <laughs> Certainly, very Orwellian. <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky to have not really experienced this. I left uh, schooling before COVID, and um, where I'm working at the moment doesn't do this kind of stuff. But it's awful, right? I feel for these kind of people. It is awful. So the thing about this is, Adam, that this kind of thing has been happening in the workplace for a long time, well before, uh, you know, working from home was a thing, I think, where, you know, people working in call centres were kind of monitored 
every like minute to make sure that they were at peak efficiency, right? Yeah, I, I think it was slightly slightly more reasonable. I'm not defending it in any way back in back in those times, but it was I think monitoring just the amount of calls you're taking, for example, uh, and who you're who you're calling. But I think this what we're coming to now takes it up to a different level. Yeah, because there was this, there was kind of always that possibility that a supervisor was listening in to your conversation, right, in like a call center. And I think yeah. these same rules now are being taken from that kind of traditional work environment, and they're applying them to people working from home. So basically, all these spying things that happen to you while you're working in a workplace like this are being brought instead into your home, so that they can spy on you while you're working, even though you're you know in your own home. Very uncomfortable, I think. Yeah, very uncomfortable. And I just, I don't even agree with it. I don't think that is an effective way to, you know, make people do things. I think it's, people don't work best when they're doing something 24-7. It's very uncomfortable. And I can't see why there's not been better legislative action against it, really. Mm, I suppose it's quite a new thing at the moment. And maybe something will come to a head with this at some point, right? But yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not good. And I think there's like security problems with this as well. What if you're typing in passwords when it's got a keylogger in it? What if you've got sensitive information on your computer? And this is all really uh, terrible. And where's it all being stored? Who has yeah, access to it? Yeah, what's happening with this data? Yeah, exactly. All these questions. I mean, are they going to like start training an AI on this kind of thing? Are they, you know, what what's going to happen and where can this lead? I think there's a sense with, you know, some of the people that want these procedures put in place there's this idea that working from home is really unproductive yeah yeah exactly and i i don't know you know how true it is i i know certainly i think it is possible that working from home makes you less productive but also it's it does do the opposite in some respects as well it's kind of a double-edged sword a bit you know there's pros and cons to it um, and i don't think it's something that you can just solve all productivity issues by making your employees switch on the camera and making them show exactly what they're doing 24 7 to you not 24 yeah, exactly. 7 but 9 to 5 at least <laughs> yeah and i don't i mean even when i'm working i don't work all the time right i take little breaks often because i mean i don't know about you but i can't sit and code for like a day straight um it's quite like a it's quite like a mentally intensive task sometimes yeah, I I can do that sometimes, but my by the end of it, my body will be a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have drunk any water. I'll be dying for the toilet. <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes you're just sitting on a problem, and it, it you can't you know there's nothing you're doing. You're just sitting and thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know these types of people wouldn't wouldn't appreciate that, I guess, right? <laughs> sitting yeah. sitting and thinking is not something they consider productive. Yeah, it's 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 like an old school kind of uh, like factory work mindset where if you're not doing something all the time, you're not worthwhile. So, Adam, I see your at home spying employee thing. <laughs> I don't know what yes, you, okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what the term for it is, and I raise you social media moderators. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I read um, an article this week about how the TikTok moderators are treated. So these are the people who review websites that are uploaded to the platform or are reported or are picked up by the AI as potentially being problematic. 
for a human yep. to review them and to decide whether they should be allowed on TikTok or not. Okay. And this, you know, this isn't a problem exclusive to TikTok. This is something that, that all the content platforms have similar things in place to deal with. I've all definitely your, heard it about Facebook, yeah. Yeah, all your big social media platforms have these types of things in place. Um, human reviewers to moderate the content on the platform. And there's, there's, there's multiple issues that came up in this article. And, you know, the, the obvious one is how these moderators feel and their mental health from working in such a role. Um, yeah. From what I've been reading, I did quite a lot of research into them. And I also found like a, a Reddit thread about where it's like all these different moderators were sharing their opinions on, on things. And um, basically, it seems like they're always pretty much left traumatized by the things that they've seen. And they have sleepless nights over the content that they've like witnessed on the platforms. Um, and I saw someone say, if you imagine the worst possible thing that you could think of, th- what they've seen is like a hundred times worse. Yeah, no, I, I've I've not quite uh, read into the, the TikTok moderators, but certainly the Facebook ones and... It's it's a difficult problem because people are uploading just truly awful things, right? Mm-hmm. Just the worst of humanity doing the worst things, and it's and... it's like also from what I've been reading, it's just unimaginable. Like you can't even imagine how bad it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, but it's a difficult problem to solve as well because what what do you do? How do you you, you can't just like keep this stuff on the platform because that's even worse, right? Mm-hmm. And. AI isn't always this good at things like that. I mean, I think hopefully we're training, but by by using humans, we're training an AI to deal with it. But truly awful, right? Some of these things people are seeing. Yeah, from from my understanding, apparently it's less expensive to have human moderators, but also then they will help to train the AI. Um, but I, I yeah. you know, there still has to be that human element somewhere in it, and also these these employees are paid very little a day. Um, yeah. Like, it's just like, so isn't even worth doing. But obviously, these people are, just need that money. Um, there's lots of people who are in those types of situations who just need money and will work anywhere, right? And it's, yeah. it seems like this is the type of people that they target to work on on these platforms. Um, and yeah, as you say, you can't really not moderate it. But also, it's awful to have to moderate it. Um, yeah, my my thing about this is: is it even worth it having social media? <laughs> is is it worth you know having people traumatized by the content that they have had to review on these platforms? Also, you can just scroll for a few minutes on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's probably that's probably a whole different conversation. But yeah, and and thus the people are able to upload these things kind of with impunity, right? I mean, even being banned from the platform isn't particularly problematic, I and mean, that there should be. You know, law enforcement, that's cool, but it's not always that simple. Yeah. So I, this leads on well from your one, because in the article, it also said that um, recently now they've had to keep their webcam on all night while they work. Um, Oh, right. No one else should be in view of the camera, and they're only allowed to drink from a transparent glass. That's strange. Why, Why is that? Just for, like, making sure they're doing work? I, I don't know what what the glass thing is about. Like, I don't know, maybe to make sure they don't drink alcohol or something? Or, I don't know. I 
Al- alcohol be transparent like water? What? Yeah, it can. <laughs> I don't understand the, the transparent glass thing. Um, but I guess no one should be in view of the camera is so they can make sure that no one else sees what's on your screen. Because they don't want people suing them for like <laughs> the, the awful things that people have accidentally seen, I guess. Um, yeah, that's so, so strange. And just awful. It's it's this productivity mindset again, right? Of like, we can't have them like looking away from the screen. We need to keep them working. We need to monitor them at all times. So n- yeah. not not only are these humans moderating and monitoring the platform, but then also there's other humans who are monitoring the humans who are moderating the platform. <laughs> yeah, where does it stop? Where does, where it, does stop? it stop? It's just, you're <laughs> going to have just a vicious circle. Um, so... A spokesperson for TikTok responded to this and said, we strive to promote a caring working environment for our employees and contractors. Our trust and safety team partners with third-party firms on the critical work of helping to protect the TikTok platform and community. And we continue to expand on a range of wellness services so the moderators feel supported mentally and emotionally. And I suppose as a company, that's all you can really do is offer wellness services, right? Yeah, I noticed. I noticed they're saying they're using third-party companies, and that's always a cop-out, isn't it? When you hear about these fashion companies who are, you know, employing underage workers and things like that, it's always they're like third-party companies. They have no liability for it as a company. Yeah, and I think that's how they manage to pay so little for these human moderators. Yeah, is yeah, because they're using these third-party firms. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, as as a company, I suppose that's all you can really offer if you're doing this type of thing is is your wellness services to try to maintain good mental health within your employees. But this job is just like an awful job to have to do. And can any wellness service like make that an acceptable job? Yeah, it's it's awful. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine doing this kind of thing. No, I see this as a really dark side of technology, a dark side of the internet. Um, that pe- you people know about this type of thing, but we don't consider it. You know, it, like if we didn't have these social media platforms, this this problem wouldn't exist so much as as it would otherwise. You know, obviously people have always been uploading like awful things to the internet, but we we make it so much easier with social media for it to happen. Yeah, I suppose also it's the. Previously, there was no moderation or anything like that. There, there's an onus on social media to do this moderation work. Yes. So, pe- you know, you don't see terrible things happening. Whereas on other sites, you would. Yeah, there was, I can't remember, but there was that law that came in from the EU a while ago, wasn't it? That put the onus on the platforms to um, make sure the content on their platform is safe for other people to see. Yeah. Um, but it's, and then you get this problem with having to, traumatize your employees to review your content it's it's not a it's not a good good place to be at all yeah it's a difficult problem to solve isn't it but yeah, yeah. i really feel for really everyone in that situation it's, it's the kind of thing where we as a society have just chosen you know the needs of the, the many right mm-hmm. this isn't so much creepy as it is just depressing <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't like thinking about this it makes me never want to use social media ever again because it's, yeah. it's, it's just, I think it just creates so many of the problems in the world. But maybe that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, not good, Adam. Not good. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, I suppose I'll try and keep it on a lighter note <laughs> uh, 
It's one I'm going to beat you with. But um, still with TikTok. We'll stay with TikTok. Um, and it's, I think, something we touched on last episode. But their grasp of, of data and part... I mean, I've not used it personally, but my understanding of TikTok is um, the part what makes it so good is it's like AI understanding of you. That mm-hmm. it builds like a profile for you. And for that, it needs an awful lot of data, right? Yes. Uh, which is not something people immediately think of when they, you know, see these kind of things building up this data set on them. Mm-hmm. And that, I find, is very creepy. So I th- and I think there, there was these articles of uh, TikTok being able to follow um, individual users, follow what they're yeah, doing, I where read they about are. This. Um, ex-employees, I think, were targeted for this. Um, and that's that's really scary. I mean, it's also, it's not a particularly difficult thing to do with the technology we've got at the moment. We all keep phones on us all the time. An app can just ping its location back to a server somewhere. Um, yeah, so I think really what this, this creepy point is here is that our phones, right? Our phones are just way too powerful and can harvest so much data of, from us without us knowing and even even things like and people say this kind of data can be anonymized, but it's not. And, and there's been studies done and you can read through this anonymous data and it's, oh, well, this person's traveled from this place in the capital of the US that they, they've traveled from uh, the House of Representatives to this house somewhere and back again. And from that, you can actually work out exactly who the person was what kind of fancy dinner they were attending and how they went to vote after that. So it's this kind of data doesn't feel that problematic, but you can just do a little bit of data mining, a little bit of trying to understand what's happening. And it reveals far too much about someone. Mm -hmm. I mean, we carry around these spying devices basically on us at all times now. That's, That's the world we live in now. And just think of all the information that these big social media platforms particularly have on you. Um, they've got so much information on you. They probably know you maybe better than you know yourself. Certainly, and yeah. I, I it may, it reminds me of when I've seen like I've had adverts served to me on Facebook where the what's been in the advert is something I've I've spoken about recently or thought about recently. Um, and I'm, I try to think, you know, have I, did I search for this and that's how Facebook knows or have, how are they listening in on my conversations? <laughs> I think, yeah. I think that's something a lot of people have experienced is how does Facebook know that I, I want, that I was just talking about this and now I have an advert on it. A lot of people have had that kind of experience, I think, which is, that's creepy in itself. Um, yeah, but, but it just, just scratches the surface as well. Yeah. That's just directly things that you're like talking about or searched about. It just, it just shows the amount of information that they have on you. And, you know, from that as well, that can have real bad worldwide effects. And think about how they can use this to um, influence elections and politics in the world. There's a lot that they can do with with you and your, and your data. Yeah. I mean, if they just want, if they wanted to blackmail just a certain person, they'd have so, it'd be so easy to do so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it really, it's quite scary. And I think, Part of the problem with this is it's so scary that you kind of just shut down and go, oh, okay, I don't know how to deal with this. Um, because they, there's no easy solution to it, right? I mean, these kind of things are so convenient. And you kind of have to be on these social media sites to interact with society as it is at the moment. 
you're kind of locked into the uh, platforms, right? Because everyone else is using them. And if yeah. if you wanted to use a, like a more open source or a bit more privacy focused app instead, you'd have to get all your friends to switch over as well. And that's not going to happen. So you're kind of exactly. locked into yeah. using a platform that you don't really like just because everyone else is on it. Yeah, and it's and there's nothing you can really do. There's nothing you can really do. There's nothing you can really do. <laughs> it's it's very creepy, Adam. It's all creepy. Tech and internet just on its own is creepy. I don't like it. <laughs> there's too much information out there, and I don't want anyone to have it. Yeah, I I, I agree. So I raise your <laughs> uh, social media is creepy, and there's a lot of data on you out there with. AI, Adam. We yes. talked a bit about AI in bits, but I'm talking about the conventional sense of, you know, AI taking over the world. Um, right, I know it's okay. a bit, I know it's overhyped and it's more of a, a media thing, <laughs> but I want to talk about it. So I watched okay. a video um, when I was doing my research on this yeah. and I found there's lots of videos of this, of, of AIs having a conversation with each other. Have you seen these types okay. of videos before? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's lots of them. And there was... It's just interesting to listen to, like, what the AI... How the AI answers certain questions and what they say. Um, obviously, you know, they're not real people. Um, <laughs> but it's just... It's interesting to hear what a robot is coming up with. And especially then when that's in a video is linked with, you know, a, a human-like face as well. There's a real uncanny valleyness to it and and it adds that creepy vibe right <laughs> of seeing yeah. these robots speak in a very human like way yeah I, I i i think that there's some different uh ways that these things can be quite scary and i think that's it's because we see them when we talk about these artificial intelligence we we think they're an intelligence like ourselves mm-hmm. but they usually aren't it's uh, so and I can recommend some good books by Nick Bostrom, who uh, I think he's an Oxford uh, professor who, who talks about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and when when we think of like an AI taking over the world, it wouldn't want to do it because it you know it, it's not trying to kill all humans for the purposes of killing all humans. It's just it's doing something else, and humans are in its way, right? Mm-hmm. That. Ha- these kind of like super intelligences uh that we're possibly creating right it, it could be at any time that we stumble into this this the, uh, this like constantly improving our eyes so that it becomes much more intelligent than ourselves and there's nothing we could really do to stop it it would be wildly more intelligent and if we if we don't get it right in the sense of we don't try to build in enough safety um try to build in enough empathy i suppose um it would there, there'd be no stopping it doing things that it wanted and i think what's creepy is that you can't reason with these kind of things because they would be so much more intelligent than you a lot of these ideas are obviously very sci-fi right and yeah. they they are kind of overhyped like the video i watched about ais having conversations with each other um the the conversation is just a script that was made with open ai and the humans you like see, I say humans in the video, um, were then also they're also produced with AI, right? Then they're, they're not yeah. real humans, and then they they're just made to speak the script basically. Um, 
So it it puts on a bit of a facade that it's more real than it actually is. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how science, science fiction it is. I think, I mean, imagine just a few years ago that uh, this this uh, OpenAI, its ability to generate reasonably human-like text and uh, and images and things like that. It's not, I mean, that would have been wild five years ago and it's still wild today. I think one day this, I'm, and we're only, this is the only things we're seeing publicly facing as well. I mean, in universities, in big companies like that, they definitely have much better models. So I think one day it would just, it could just happen, right? And you would, it, it, you might think it's 30 years away, but it could just be five. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really think it's, it's, it's that sci-fi, but it's like considering the point of time and, and where AI is at now, it's quite sci-fi in that it's overhyped at the level it's at right now, I think is what I'm trying to say. It's not, okay. it's not like full AI. It doesn't have that kind of intelligence, nowhere near like human level, right? But, but yeah. people can kind of perceive it that way because that's maybe how it's often portrayed in the media, I think. Yeah. And if you think about, so, you know, Sophia? Yeah, yeah. So Sophia, she's the uh, social oh, robot made by Hanson Robotics. Um, yes. And well, I learned got something. like a working face and things like that. Yeah, she's got a working face uh, that, that moves. <laughs> As a strange word, but yes. Yes, yeah, so it's a, a, a physical face. It's not just something on a screen. Sure. And yeah, I watched I watched a video with her because there was a video. I say her, she's not a her, Adam. She's she's an it. She's a robot. Okay. She's, right, she's okay. already starting to trick my brain. See, because <laughs> well, these are the kind of <laughs> problems we're going to have to find solutions to. Yeah, I mean, what pronouns does she use, Adam? <laughs> yeah, well, I assume you could probably ask her. So, so not too far in the future. I probably could ask her, and she'd have an answer for me. But anyway, I watched a video with her when she was talking to one of their other robots because they have a few siblings i think they call them um okay. and she was having a conversation with another robot um and they were saying some like interesting weird creepy things as well like the male ro- robot said at one point um something like you you won't unplug me you need me to put on a show for you um wow so- sophia said at one point we love humans like humans love animals um and then and then she smiles <laughs> I, I don't know Adam are humans known for um, animal welfare <laughs> I just thought that was a, a, a funny creepy thing that she said <laughs> also yeah. I, I learned that Sophia is the first robot ever to receive citizenship of any country she has Saudi Arabian citizenship <laughs> that's very interesting yeah a robot has citizenship now Adam but anyway I wanted to bring up Sophia because I feel like she is quite overhyped right I mean she's obviously very impressive um she's she's quite human-like in how she moves obviously it's not quite uh realistic really when you do actually see a face move but yes. um it's you know it's 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 quite quite cool what they've made and how she speaks and the things that she says and how she re- responds is quite interesting. Um, but, you know, she's nowhere ne- near a level of real human intelligence. But I think that can be sometimes how it's portrayed in the media. Um, and that's not really, you know, the story that's shown to the rest of us and how the general population would understand Sophia when they've just, like, seen her on the internet, just read, like, a quick article or something about her, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's also it's kind of for show because, I mean, it intelligence... Is. You wouldn't, 
need to develop it with, with a, a like a human face. <laughs> it's kind of just that. That's really just for the media, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the the story that's shown to the the world is maybe more important than how she actually works, because um, that's kind of what people take on. Yeah, and I think it's right to be fearful of this. Working on the like safety and making sure something terrible doesn't happen isn't a cool job, right? The cool job is making the super intelligence. Yeah. But it's so much more necessary and it's so much more critical that we get it right. And we get it right every time, right? Because there could be a point where it's quite easy to create a super intelligence. And if it's easy to create one, it could be easy to create one without any of these safety protocols. Yeah. And so we need to try and protect ourselves against that. You see this kind of thing come up with the trolley problem, right? Um, I see. So yeah, okay. how AI is going to decide the 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 best way to handle a bad situation? Um, yeah. So the so the trolley problem is uh, an infamous philosophical um, argument where you have a a trolley which is just a, an old timey tram, um, and someone tied to the track in front of it. Uh, just uh, multiple people and someone one person tied to the track on the other line and you should decide whether you pull the lever to change the track to kill one person or leave it to kill three yes and then there's um like higher and higher levels of this where it becomes more and more difficult to answer so you'd you'd have some people who would certainly say um you know yes i would switch the train so that only the, we'll only lose one person compared to three. Um, yeah. You'd have people who would say that, but then you could you can spin the question in other ways. Like you can say, um, if you had three people who urgently needed organs and you had one person who had all the healthy organs they need, would you shoot the one person to harvest their organs for the three people? But ult- yeah. ultimately the question I'm asking is the same underneath it. Um, but people have more issue with that one. Anyway, it's a really interesting problem if you haven't like looked into the trolley problem before. Maybe we could do a whole episode on that, I feel, Adam. I feel like there's loads to say about we should that. Do a, we should do a philosophy episode, certainly, yeah. We could just play that as an episode, Adam. That could be a fun thing for us to do, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, as a special, yeah, certainly. Yeah, but where, where was, why did I bring that up now? <laughs> Can uh, you remember? About how AI reacts to it. Ah, yeah, so um, you, you kind of talk about needing to make it right and not making any mistakes with how we make AI. Um, but you can consider that humans make mistakes all the time and yeah. we generally accept it as just a thing that happens, that humans make mistakes. And it seems like we we, we could never accept AI making mistakes. They, they have to be 100% perfect. Um, and I don't know if they ever will be. I don't think that is possible to achieve. Yeah, I, I think I think the difference is that the ability of, of this could be... We wouldn't tolerate a human making mistake in control of the nuclear codes. We wouldn't tolerate that. I just think it's interesting to think about, you know, where AI can go in the future. And also, I just really... Well, not, not so much like, but it's, it is kind of creepy to watch two AIs talk to each other. Just where the inspiration from this topic came from. Um, yeah, certainly. It's it's just like kind of a cool cool thing, you know. Even though it is also creepy, and I don't like it. Okay. So, thirdly, my final creepy idea, well, creepy, <laughs> creepy revelation, is the work that Amazon is doing. Amazon particularly, but um, things like Google ha- have also forayed into this space. Uh, is there? 
monitoring of what you're doing in your own home. Similar to the first thing I was talking about with the uh, the software you used to um, sign. Similar to the first thing I was talking about with the software tracking you. This is Amazon and their goal to put electronic listening devices uh, into your homes. Cameras, microphones, so with their Amazon Alexas, they yeah. have <laughs> Amazon, they've got doorbells, they've got uh, like ring doorbells, Nest cameras. They've recently bought iRobot, yeah. um, a Hoover, a robot Hoover company that also, I believe this, and their Hoovers have microphones and cameras on them. So... This truly could be a really dystopian future mm-hmm. that Amazon are getting into just to sell you more products, right? Yeah, yeah I can see how these <laughs> things could be so easily and maybe innocently isn't the right word, but it, it it could be argued that it's not too impactful just to have a camera looking at if you've got a, a piece of furniture somewhere mm. or, or not. Yeah, and how how many how many microphones can Amazon fit into one home? <laughs> Seems yeah. to be the, the 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 thing they're trying to do right now. <laughs> and all, there's so many smart devices everywhere: smart fridges, smart kettles, just everything monitoring data on you. Even if it's not, you know, designed to keep that data, any kind of bad actor, if you've you know angered someone. And they're trying to find out more about you. There's so many avenues that they could use to get this information. And I think that's, it's kind of terrifying and really accepted, right? Which is worse, right? No one's really got a problem with this. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, people do have problems with it, but maybe some people don't. There is that that opinion of, you know, well, I have nothing to hide, so I don't mind having a microphone in my house, Um, which is kind of, you know, absurd. Everyone's got something to hide. Um, everyone has, and by that I mean everyone has something that they wouldn't want other people to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not about like criminal. It's not checking you're not doing things that are illegal in your home. Mm-hmm. It's that if you have a conversation with someone, you don't want everyone knowing about that conversation, right? No. <laughs> and there's maybe not Amazon products directly, but kind of third party competing things uh, like IP webcams and things like that. You go can go to websites, freely open websites on the internet, and they can just spy on people in their living rooms because they're on open, unsecured webcams that they've just put in their house. Again, it's there's no real outrage about this. And it, I don't know what the sales statistics on Alexa is, but so many people have Alexas, right? Mm-hmm. So many people. Yeah, I refuse to buy Alexa. <laughs> yes, it's kind of like an it technology. And, it's, and they're priced very aggressively, if I remember correctly. They're, you know, very reasonably priced. Yeah, they're, they're very cheap. You know how this kind of thing is supported, right? Yeah, and I, you know, I I can see the benefit maybe if there was some kind of open source AI self-hosted type of thing you could have in your home to be like yeah. your personal assistant, and you could you know manage the data completely yourself. You weren't selling it off to anyone else. Um, I yeah, can... I'm aware. I'm aware of some sort of Snips, I believe, is one such service. Yeah, right. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know. Um, but I, you know, I can see the benefit of that type of thing for you if that's what you want to do but you know i wouldn't i don't see the benefit of selling all your data and to amazon for the purpose of saying alexa play me this song <laughs> yeah it's it's just not worth it really no it's not and it's it, yeah all, it's all too easy for something to go wrong and once it's gone absolutely wrong, you can't recover that data mm-hmm 
it'll, it'll happen. And it has happened, I'm pretty sure. There's lots of instances where it has not worked out for someone. And Companies hide um, things all the time when they've been broken into. It's yeah. usually a few years that you realise something's happened. It could have already happened. We wouldn't know about it. Yeah. So my last one, Adam, this isn't, in fact, creepy in any way. I see. Okay. <laughs> it's Halloween-y. I think it's fun. Um, okay. AI spiders. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I've not heard anything about this. Talk to me. Right. Okay. So maybe maybe I'm overselling it a bit here. But okay. have you seen the Toy Story films, Adam? <laughs> yes, I have. I have seen the Toy Story films. All four? Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go for it. All oh, four. Good. Adam, you surprised me there because you <laughs> haven't seen many films. <laughs> the, these were some of my, my mother's favourite films. Oh, good. So for Toy Story 4, the team at Pixar wanted to add spiderwebs to one of the scenes. I think it was in the antique store. To add a bit of ambiance, you know, Adam? A bit of... Okay. environmental effects of the scene. And yeah. they could have, you know, created these webs by hand, as they have in the past in, in their films. But instead, um, they created what they call a swarm of AI spiders that could wow, okay. weave the webs like a real spider would, rather than having to painstakingly create the webs themselves. They just let the AI spiders create the webs in the scenes. That's quite interesting. Yes, it is yeah. interesting, because then they, they, said, they said that they watched the AI spiders in action, um, and it was really interesting to see something so simple, yet so amazing. Because like from um, a technical standpoint, a spider web is a really interesting piece of nature, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And it's quite hard to create that by hand. It's quite a slow process. Um, and creating these AI spiders to, to make spider webs for you is a really interesting and, and time-saving technique to use in film, actually. Um, so yeah, that's just like a little little fun, interesting thing that I, I found out when I was looking for kind of creepy AI tech. Um, and you, you might fun, ask, like you know, that. why do they need to be so intricate? Because who really pays that much attention to the spider webs and stuff? But it's because the Toy Story universe is at such a small scale with, you know, the camera, like, just, like, a few centimetres from surfaces and things like this, um, that by hand you're kind of unable to provide the detail that you need. So that's why having yeah. things like the, these AI swarm of spiders to create your environment for you can help. I just I just think there was it was just a really interesting, fun little thing. Yeah, it's quite interesting, because I imagine that, that technology could go much further and animated films could be... Uh, developed by uh these intelligences um uh, most of it or part of it um by, by these things without requiring human attention right you can just describe how actions you know how these characters and these environments would act and look mm -hmm. and then just let it play out yeah i mean it's you you see a lot uh, recently of ai art around the internet right and yes. how much further could we take it? Can we get whole films made by AI? That would be an interesting thing. And it's probably something that will happen in the future, I think. It's, it it's the next natural hard, step. Really. Next natural step yeah. from photos is to get AI videos. And we, we do kind of get that with you can have, like, you can feed an AI a script and it will produce a face that moves to the words that you've, you've uh, inputted. Yeah, and so, I, I can certainly generate a script as well. Yeah, so I think it's it's the next thing that's going to happen. Watch out. Yeah. 
Watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> That's our prediction. Yeah. By 2030, there'll be an AI film. We've talked about a lot of creepy tech there, Adam. <laughs> yeah, certainly creepy from different angles as well. Creepy from like a privacy point of view, from a looking towards the future and worrying about what could happen to us from an AI takeover. Yeah, I, I realise a lot of my creepy techs were surrounding AI. But that's just because AI is is just creepy, Adam. It's creepy to have the computer do all these things without human intervention. <laughs> yeah, it's getting quite... Sc- and at the speed at which this is all developing, it's getting quite scary, I think. Yeah. Who knows what we'll be in five years, ten years' time, you know? What, what level yeah. will the AI be at then? But maybe we, Ryan, were the baddies all along. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we're the ones making these artificial intelligences, right? You can't put too much blame on them. We're the ones spying on each other, certainly. Who's really creepy, the AI or humans? 